Coachy Coach. All right, we're going to be chatting to Coach Spiwe Lulu, who's all the way in Uruguay. She's the Bandwana coach. And obviously, just uh, ahead of the most important time and period um, of their careers, whether as a player or as a coach, the SA Women's Under-17 national team currently in Uruguay preparing for that FIFA World Cup, uh, their opening encounter against uh, Mexico next week. Uh, coach, thank you for your patience. And talking about Mexico next week, are you all prepared? We are eagerly waiting for the day, Rob. But um, with just a couple of days left, uh, we're still just fine-tuning few little things that will say we are 100% ready. Obviously, I'm trying to get the girls to be 98% because we just need to leave a bit of space for them to have that big match temperament and just be excited about the game, you know, and if you are overconfident or overprepared, it becomes a problem. So, but I can safely say that I I know how we want to play and how we are going to play throughout the tournament because we've done so much in preparation. And, and talking about having to tweak a couple of things here, Coach, I would imagine that the game that you played on Monday against Uruguay, uh, who are the hosts, uh, in Montevideo, you know, you were beaten 3-0 in that game. What was it that you were able to learn, pick up, you know, and, and, and literally note from that game? The biggest thing for me, Rob, was the girls' understanding that this was a different friendly compared to all the friendlies we played prior to this one. You know, the last time we played in real international friendly was in, 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 in Briggs tournament, which was in July. So having to play this game now, and when I look at the girls, it, I got all the answers I needed when we were preparing for this Uruguay game to say which formations, which players, how do we impact the game with the subs, with how we play with the formations in the first half, in the second half, and if we play a particular formation, if we are up against the 4-4-2, how do we get answers for that? And how they scored the goals was very important for me to be able to see are these the problems that we've been trying to address in the team or it's new problems that if they arise in the tournament, how do we handle them? So having to play that friendly match and lose 3-0, if I was another coach, I think I would have been very angry. But with me, I understand that the girls are progressing, they are learning, they are becoming better, and they get to see and play against an opponent that is equally as good as them who has maybe more experience and having to play the host, they are more organized. They know what they are doing even more. And we also know what we are doing, you know. But in that, I got to see everything that I needed to see when we are up against Mexico because we are challenged differently with the team playing different formations and playing different players also. The most important thing for me also was to see if we are playing at 5 p.m., what does it look like when it's sunny? You know, are we acclimatized better? So all of those elements were things that were tested against us in the Uruguay game, and I got all the answers I needed. And it's possibly a very good thing. You know, nobody likes to lose. But then when you look at Uruguay versus, I think, a team that you played on Friday last week, uh, the Canadian Soccer Club, uh, which you beat 8-0, that when you come into a big tournament, you'd rather get a hiding from an Uruguay who is a well-respected football nation and obviously playing as hosts of the tournament um, and to get the ladies in a mindset that says, you know what, it's not all, you know, ice cream and cookies here. We're 8-0 against a Canadian team 
is what we go into the tournament with. I mean, how do you look at that from a psychological perspective? I think it was very important and a great thing for us because the girls have never lost a game. The only game we've lost is a game against um, China in the BRICS tournament. That was a 2-1 loss. The rest of the games we've won and drew. So this was our first loss in an international level to play. So they needed to be reminded to see when coach says we need to do things differently, we need to rise above, this is what she means because the teams he's going to be playing against in the, in, the, in, the, in the World Cup, they're not just clubs, you know. So it was a good confidence booster for them to be winning 8-0. They are getting to score those goals, and now they're up against a more organized team, a, a more experienced team, and a well-put-together uh, team that is Uruguay. So I was happy that they got to see that they need to go an extra mile. They need to push harder. Nobody's going to give it to them that easy. And us going into the tournament with a win has two mindsets. You could be thinking, you could be going ahead of yourself and thinking, no, we've got it all covered, we are okay, only to find out it was just an opponent you played. So with them now, they have to prove themselves and say, oh, actually, there are teams that could play better than us. There means we need to do more for ourselves. And also for me as a coach to see how can I coach better on the bench, what type of snubs can I put in that can be impactful snubs that are coming onto the game. So, so that was great for both me and the players to see that as Zelangugalala, we must be up and, and, and really ready to fight for every point that you must get in the tournament. Asishinja Nganilendo coach, and Zelangugzojala, Nzojala. You know, so when you say it in that tone, you know, it's it's a it's a different feeling to Uzoyala altogether. Because I went through the I went through the match report of that Uruguay game, and I realized that you literally conceded goals in the critical phase of a match, which every coach hates because it means somebody somewhere is switching off. Yes, and and that's what youth football gives Europe. You know, the the girls are not as matured enough to understand those moments because they are not competing at the highest level regularly and um, consistently so. So being exposed at that, you are able to say to them, now you see at this time of the game when we are saying switch on, this is what we mean. And sometimes as a coach on the sideline, you might not see it, but the players need to be awake to say, in our own half, certain things cannot be happening at any time of the game. So that was also good for us because we've never been scored from a set piece. We, we considered from a set piece in our own house. We've never been scored like that where it's just a long It's always been maybe open play and then they con- we concede, you know. Even the first goal we considered was a transition with our mistake in our own half. So that tells you which is we need to focus even more on the psychological part of things to say. Critically, we need to be awake. We need to say we don't give it away for the opponents to just have it easy. Because also in that report, us creating three clear-cut chances in the first 20 minutes of the game, which we should have buried the whole game, but we didn't. That yeah. tells you that um, the maturity and them understanding that it doesn't need for you to play 40, 45 minutes to score a goal. In the first minute, you can score, which is what Uruguay did. In those critical moments of the game, they managed to come through. It's a water break, they coming back a bit fresher from a water break, then they punish us. We don't punish them when they are getting tired. So it's all of those elements that you put together and a friendly game like that gives you all of those experiences and for you to make it practical for the players to see with it. And Bedlu coach when she says we need to focus more, the whole ninety minutes, this is what she means.
You know what? I, 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 I fully I fully love how football is spoken through football terms and understanding of the concepts of the game. When I talk to you and I talk to Desiree Ellis, I, I, I just get a sense of upliftment. I, I, I'm truly blessed. Uh, Madame Tlutli, you know what I feel about your ability of doing the work that you do. And as I prepare to sign off with you, I, I do believe, though, that from a feeding scheme perspective, what's going on? Hey, Rob, I think now in Kuku, because I know the cows here, they have more cows than people in the country. I didn't know which is my name. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. You're not in the comfort of your own home. As the long comfort, you know, but um, you you make do with what you get. Um, what's what's the diet though? What what's the diet? Give me a, <laughs> give me a sense of what you guys are eating there. There's veggies. There's, there's you get your leaves there. You get your carrots. There's always tomato. You know, uh, there's there's always that roll that is on traditionally the that roll that is a starter. There, you know, you get your beef. You don't get a lot of chicken because this is a more a beef country, if I may put it that way. But you, you, you psychologically, you don't even think about it anymore. You just want to eat, get full. You know, so with us, we've also uh, adapted to that to say, let's just eat, go and work. What what goes into your body and all of it, as long as it keeps you, you know, fuller. Mm-hmm. and stronger we just go with it we go we go in and work but it's not bad i i won't lie and say it's bad and we are complaining no we are not complaining uh, it's just that it's a different menu in a different part of the world you know so you are not used to uh, i'm a coast lower coast of south africa no, no it's different i'm a clubish <laughs> As long as it don't, yeah, as long yeah. as no food poisoning, you know, you know, you sort yourselves out. You guys make sure that there's, uh, you, you know, enough nutrition that's going through into your bodies to sustain yourselves throughout the entire tournament. You, you remain a champ, uh, uh, Shorty, and I, I wish you and the ladies the best of luck in your campaign. I will keep the nation abreast with everything that is going on, the updates when and if you can uh being mindful as well of the time difference that is there but it's not too bad i think it leans more towards our time but just a couple of hours uh falling behind and yeah i don't know maybe your final words to the nation ahead of the the, the big date on the 14th of november i think more than anything rob as it gets closer the the goosebumps are, are becoming you know um frequent um, you you get to see which is getting closer. More opponents are coming in, and I think as a country of South Africans that are here, we we are really uh, rallying behind this team, the girls, and we are really pushing them and demanding excellence from them. You know, and at home, the messages of support are really uplifting us and reminding us which is a nation that is behind us and pushing us and wants to see us excel. You know, so. The good messages we keep receiving keep pushing us and keeping us uh, motivated. And from our side, we just doing our best, and we just gonna continue doing that. We are aiming for more. You know, we are aiming to make history for ourselves first, and history for us is making sure that we get the necessary points and work as hard as we can, break everything on that field to make sure that these girls come out victorious and victory for us is making sure we play good football, we grow, we progress in our game. 
and we become better human beings and players as well. So, yeah, I, I love each and every girl that is in that team and the love and the support that they send back to us as a team is incredible. So South Africans, we rest assured that those girls are out there doing their ultimate best in representing the country. SA Women's Under-17 National Team, currently in Uruguay, led by none other than Simpiwe Jujlu, who's the Bandwana coach, live from Uruguay. Saswam, all the best. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I meant what I said, you know, and I'm glad Undabe Ramukwela also shares the same sentiments. He says, Banyana Banyana coach Desiree Ellis inspires so much confidence with the understanding of the team's strength as well as individual capacity of each player. Listening to the interview convinced me that we are led. Exactly. Moses Bachatzi Jr. says Mantuana under-17 are in Uruguay for Women's World Cup in 2018. Uh, Banyana qualified for the Women's AFCON 2018 in Ghana. Meanwhile, Bafana Bafana are currently running around buying calculators for the 2019 AFCON.